Hello and welcome. My name is Richie Cunningham and I'm going to call this series of podcasts The Grumpy Old Man Moans Again. Um, largely because my wife calls me a grumpy old man. In fact, sometimes it's a lot worse than that. But we'll put that to one side. I was reading recently that in Iran, the uh, Ayatollahs there and People in Parliament are considering banning pets, banning lots of pets. I think there's a little bit of history in the history of Islam in regard to pets not being in the house in any case, and that has changed over the years. But now they've got it in their head that having pets is decadent and Western. Um, it replaces human and family relationships with feelings and emotional relationships towards animals. I don't know if the law will ever come about, but I couldn't help think maybe they've got something there. Maybe we have got too soft and decadent. Let's face it, we've got a bloating abundance of domesticated dogs in the Western world. It's been calculated that around 30% of all Farmed animal products on American farms are actually fed to pets. So we are actually using our environment and our farming to feed our pets. You don't need to go very far to see this can't be far off the truth. You go to any supermarket and there is an entire aisle set aside just for pet food and other things for animals. If you think about it, that is an enormous amount of energy which goes into producing pet food. Even if you think about the carbon footprint that that has, that is considerable. At a time when we are asked to reduce animal agriculture in order to reduce greenhouse gases, we're actually diverting 30% of that animal agriculture to produce pet food. It's not just the greenhouse gases which are produced by making pet food. You have to think of all the other paraphernalia associated with pets, whether it be toys, the leads, clothing, doggy baskets, all sorts of stuff. I mean, the list seems to be endless. And you have to really wonder, why has this change happened? It's happened over my lifetime. I remember when I was young, my family had a dog. It wasn't that common. Now it seems that just about every second house has an animal, or several animals. And these animals seem to be bred to suit human emotions. Little thought seems to go in for the well-being of the animals because you have to wonder some of the peculiar breeds that we have produced over recent decades. We're producing animals who are biologically dependent on humans. They wouldn't survive in the wild. And then when you consider the tiny little animals that we seem to be producing where they yeah, film stars and others who like to wander around with them with some sort of a, a, a some sort of appendage 
like carrying a handbag, they're carrying now little pooches. I've even been in California where they push dogs around in prams or carry them in baby pouches. Are these animals merely substitute children? Now, you might think that's a bit extreme. I've already mentioned the pet aisles and supermarkets, but what about dog restaurants? And I don't just mean dog-friendly restaurants. Which is one thing that I tend to avoid like the plague, because the last thing I want is some dog slavering over the ground when I am having a meal. No, they're actually dog restaurants. For dogs. Not for humans. You just wonder what the world is coming to. When we are bending over backwards, we are treating our animals better than children. At a time when the cost of living is shooting up and uh, it's difficult for people to feed their families. Yet we have millions of pets, dogs and cats in this country. Now go on to another pet aid of mine, and that is the dog long leash. I don't blame the dogs. I actually blame the pet owners. They haven't a clue how to use the bloody things. They let the dogs wander off, and they don't seem to mind if it trips up anybody, or injures a cyclist. They haven't a clue. I mean, that's another thing that I'm concerned about. It's not just they cannot manage a leash. They can't train their dogs. You know, some dogs, sadly, we find are dangerous and attack people. And there are also untrained dogs who are just constantly barking. And some owner will stick them out in the garden. As soon as they're out there, they'll bark until they're brought back indoors. And then that will set off some other poor animal. Only guaranteed to disturb my peace. So, I'm afraid, we have to get our priorities right. We have to look after people who need it. I mean, what really annoys me on TV is seeing all these adverts for doggy charities. How on earth can we spend a absolute fortune on looking after animals? Not that I'm not sorry that they've been mistreated or anything of the sort, but... If people are hungry and we've got food banks all over the country and we've got people that are homeless, what does it say about our priorities? If all we can do is give to animal charities. Something is wrong with our society when animals take a precedence over a human being. So, first of all, think about the greenhouse impact that we are having. The fact that climate change is exacerbated by us in the Western world having so many pets. And that's a fact. Secondly, are we replacing our relationship with other human beings with our relationship with an animal? And is that right? Or maybe the Ayatollahs have got it right. Maybe the decadent West is destroying its own society. Who knows? But at least we should be thinking about other people, not just animals. Having a pet is a luxury. And if people decide to spend their money on having pets, then they can't start moaning about the cost of living or the cost of electricity. The first thing they should be doing 
is trimming their budget and considering whether they can actually afford to have an animal. At any rate, I think we have far too many pets in this country, but every second home seems to have one. And that's my grumpy old man approach to pets in the home.